The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to For the Love of Reiki. I am your host, Paula Vale, and thank you for joining us for another fantastic show. I have an amazing guest today I'm so excited to share. I have with me Kelly Schwagel, and she is a holistic healing practitioner. She has three degrees in education, and today we will be talking about a new healthcare for humanity. And Kelly has so much fantastic information to share with us today. We're just going to jump right in. And Kelly, I want to start out with thank you, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Well, let's begin with please share with us your story of healing yourself. Your calling, my understanding is you, you quit your job, moved across the country, and, and you have just done so much. So please share that with us. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange story, but it's mine and I'll share it. Excellent. <laughs> um, so um, just, to, just as a kind of a background on myself, um, I am very clairvoyant and I, I make absolutely no apologies for that at all. Um, I come from a very grounded family, a very... Um, Catholic-Republican family, so that wasn't always the most accepted way to be in my family, but I started listening to my guides when I was about eight years old and actually healed my first being when I was five. It was a dog of cancer, and um, by the time I was about 19 and 20, I started seeing premonitions and visions, and now at, at the age of 47, it's just kind of gone off the charts, so I end up seeing medically inside of the body. I end up um, basically seeing someone molecularly, I guess, is the best way I can put it. And so I can feel what they feel. I can see what they're holding on to. I can um, see the state of their chakra body. I can see the state of their mental health, their emotional health. I'm shown pictures of a person and um, what all different things, what they look like in their true authentic self, who they really are behind all the human conditioning, what's going on within them, that, or what conditioning they develop and at what age. So I'll actually see little video clips of their life. So it's been a really amazing journey, but I also have those three degrees in education. So I've got my director of special ed, my uh, superintendent's license, my principalship license, uh, teaching license, and at the time that um, that I really found out that I needed to leave education, I was working for the state of Wisconsin in education as an educational trainer. And 
really had no plans whatsoever in leaving. My ego was in full in full mode, and I was really well known for what I did. I was making great money, had my house on a lake and my boat, and you know, really was was successful. I got into meditation one afternoon, and just knowing that I already at that time was a Reiki master and was doing healing work on people on the side, I got into meditation one afternoon, and for about an hour and a half, I heard my guides tell me, you're going to be leaving your work, and you're going to be going, into, going to California, and you're going to be working in the holistic field. And I laughed. I was like, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> and, and they really argued with me, and they said, no, you are. And they they kept showing me reasons why. It was very funny. So finally, by the end of the meditation, I knew that it was going to be happening. And what they explained to me is that um, that it is the method in which I learned to heal myself, my emotional body, my mental body, and my physical body that I was going to be bringing. And that's part of what this whole seg- these three segments are about about understanding a new way to heal our body. So I should probably explain that. At one point in my life, and when I was a principal, I had asthma, chronic sinusitis, fibromyalgia, hip defects, spastic colon, uh, Kindbox disease, a broken vertebrae, allergies, food intolerances, and I was constantly ill. There's a big reason for that. Although on the outside, you would have seen me as very energetic and you would have seen me very positive and, you know, I developed a healthy living charter school and, you know, wrote tons of grants and was very good at what I did, I really didn't like myself inside. And there came a point where I had an abusive boyfriend and I had just broken up with him and um, I was making great money, but I couldn't manage it to save my life. And I was in this place inside of me where I just, I brought in very um, superficial friends who weren't very supportive. And I, I ended up breaking up with that boyfriend. I was sick as a dog and I was just miserable. And I called up a woman who does what I do now. And her name was Renee Beasy. And I called her up and I just said, Renee, I, I can't, can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't be sick. And I can't be broken like this anymore. I can't be, I can't be broke. I can't bring in another relationship like this. And she just said to me, she's like, oh my God, you're actually ready. And I was insulted. I was like, what? You could have done something about this a long time ago. And she's like, Kelly, you weren't ready. She's like, Kelly, just describe yourself to me. And so being that principal woman, I kind of said, okay, well, I'm energetic and I'm confident and I'm pretty and I'm a good mom and I'm blah, blah, blah. And she just said, okay. And we're just going to go behind all that. And she made me get vulnerable with myself. And she made me look inside what I actually thought of myself. And she had me dig deep. And at first, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get vulnerable. And she said, Kelly, and I don't remember what she said about me. She said something, and I responded with, that was a mean thing to say. How can you say that? And she said, Kelly, look. Look inside of you. And so I went inside, and I looked. And there were four statements that I made about myself that I knew to be 100% accurate. The statements were, and they're not pretty. I'm a bad person. I'm a worthless person. I am sick and I am broken. And I knew that to be true. And I have goosebumps just repeating those again to you. And for the next year and a half, I ventured on a journey to really discover why did I think I was a bad person. My childhood wasn't that horrible. I was a, a decent person in life. Why did I feel that I was sick, broken, worthless, and bad? 
And the first afternoon that I sat down to really look inside, I asked my guides, who I listen to daily, to show me why I felt that way. And they brought in memory after memory after memory of little things like, like my mother kind of forgot me everywhere. She was a little ADHD and she forgot me everywhere, you know, campgrounds and Girl Scout camps and, and um, stores and parks and school and everywhere and just how that affected my self-esteem. Um, I also had a, some nurturing that I didn't get that I needed. I, I was brought, my divorce came in, but I felt guilty and shameful about that. The fact that I was mean and, and kind of a little bully to my younger sister, that came in. I, and just bullying on the playground, things when I was older, just everything. And I realized at that moment how much as human beings we condition ourselves and how much as human beings we hold in our body and don't even realize it. If you had asked me, I would have told you. I was a great person. I loved who I was. But inside, internally, deep inside of me, I didn't. And it was hard for me to look at. But once I did, and I could start to go through self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others and find my self-appreciation and my self-love, some really funny things started to happen to my body. Suddenly, I don't have fibromyalgia anymore. Suddenly, I don't have asthma anymore. I don't have chronic sinusitis. I, I don't have spastic colon. My ulcers actually went away. I don't have allergies. I, I wasn't constantly ill. And all of this happened because of a simple fact of me learning to love who I was. Yes. Then I started to dig a little deeper into this. And I started to learn why. Why did that happen? And I started to learn the quantum physics behind all this because I'm very pragmatic. I might be a holistic healer, and I might be a Reiki master, and I might be clairvoyant, but I'm also very grounded. And so I needed to understand it. And so now for the last, boy, it's been about five, six years, I've been really looking into what, what, what is this? What do we actually hold? Why do we hold that? How does that affect our body? What is a chakra? What is my clairvoyance? What is all this? And I started to piece together an understanding of the human body and an understanding of our health that made so much sense and have since worked with thousands, and I'm not kidding you, thousands of sessions I've delivered on helping people to heal themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. That's just huge. A really neat part to this journey, too, that I want to share that many find very miraculous, as if, you know, curing all those illnesses in my body wasn't miraculous enough without any pharmaceuticals, without having to use surgeries. One of the things that happened to me is this. I was born with hip defects, and in my right hip, um, my, my right hip actually gave out, I want to say maybe about four years ago, maybe five, five years ago about, and I was born with a flat part on my hip, and what happens is that over time, my hip would actually hit my cartilage, and so by the time I was 40, my, my hip gave out, and um, oh, so it would be about seven years ago, and so what happens is when you hit your cartilage like that, it turns to bone, it ossifies. And then because of the tightness of that cartilage, it tears. And so I had multiple tears, a misshapen bone, and I had bursitis really significantly on the side of my hip, causing a lot of pain. Well, when my final tear in my, in my cartilage went, I could barely sit, I could barely walk. So I had, at that time, I didn't know enough, and so I went the surgery route. And I had my hip reconstructed, and I had the tears sewn together where they could. They had to just shave some off, and they, they removed um, surgically the bursitis. So 
I had already had this understanding that I was going to be moving across country, which I did. After that meditation I talked to you about, where I heard that I was going to be leaving and coming across country, I moved a couple months later. So maybe about three or four months into living here, I left Hipgate out. And I was absolutely devastated because I, was, I really knew I could never again go the medical route. I could never again go um, pharmaceuticals or invasive surgeries. And so what was I going to do? Was I going to heal this on my own? And I knew, I knew at that point how much I had learned about the body and what we actually break down into. I learned the physics of it, and I knew that I could. So for a week and a half, here's what I did. For actually the first week, I fought with myself. And I told myself, there is no way that you're going to heal this. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're superwoman? Do you think you're better than everybody else? And I said, no, 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 no. You know you can do this. You know it's possible. You know that we are powerful beings. We are just told we're powerless. And I thought, okay, I can do this. And then I go, oh, but the doctors say, no, 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 I can do this. Oh, but science says you can't change bone and tissue. And I had to fight with myself. And I fought, like I said, for a week I fought myself. And then finally... I made the decision. I was going to heal this on my own. I kid you not, by any means, I healed it in three days. I have never had it operated on. I am healthier now, two years later, so I guess I was 45, two years later than I've ever been. It's stronger than the hip I had operated on. I have absolutely no issue. So I've watched these amazing, miraculous healings happening in my body, and I'm watching them all the time on the people that I work with. Yes, yes. Now, it truly is astounding. Go ahead. Let me ask you, because, you know, what you said about looking inside, I mean, that is so huge because so many of us, we have what we say and put out there, but then what we have, what we believe in our heart and, and you know, the love for ourselves. So you were able to change that direction. So with loving yourself now and making that decision you were going to heal yourself, In those three days, what were you doing? Was it just mindset? Was it affirmation? What did you put into place there? Oh, it's so amazing. (laughs) I actually gave entire workshops on just this because it was an amazing process to learn. So there are three different things that I did. I I did work physically. I did work mentally and emotionally. And then I worked on a quantum physics level. So let me explain the first one. We are made of fascia, and I'm not sure if you're aware of what fascia is, but um, we're 60% made of fascia. Fascia is connective tissue. It is hollow, it is fluid-filled, and it carries our energy. When we have blockages within our fascia, we end up with a lot of pain. I knew that part of my issue was physical, and so I needed to release the fascia in my hip, and I needed to release the fascia actually um, in in my thigh. And so I did have that work done, and that was beautiful. So what they do is they just a long, slow process of releasing the fascial tissue so that it's not stuck together. Because stuck together, fascia causes pain. And if you leave it long enough, it creates uh, arthritis and calcium buildup. So I did do myofascial release. The second thing I did was I understood Dr. Emoto's uh, words on water, his work. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I have my glass of water on one of his cards. Yes. Oh, I love, love it. it. So, so for those of you who aren't aware, he put together this amazing study where he understood the intentions that we place on water will actually physically change the molecular makeup. 
And so, and so understanding that, I knew that if every time I would walk and it would be in so much pain or I would sit and it would be in so much pain, if that were the case, and I said, oh, you hurt, or oh, I can't believe you, or darn you, you know, any of those things to my body, molecularly, I was making it into a worse situation than it was. So if I resented the, the injury, if I resented the birth defect, if I was angry about it, frustrated, sent, oh, you are such an inconvenience, I knew that I was changing something for, for the worse. So, and I'm not joking you, about 20 times a day when my hip would hurt, I would send it love. I would build it up in my sinus, which is just below our, or behind our sternum, in our heart area, I would build up this beautiful love, and I would just feel all of my gratitude and all of my, my, um, my inner beauty, and I would send like a shot of love into my hip. And what would happen every single time is that the pain would, would increase slightly, and then it would just go away altogether. Every single time. And I did that constantly for three days. The other thing that I did is that I knew that scientists can actually show that our body actually repairs itself at different times throughout the day. So, for an example, asthma or lungs will actually repair themselves between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock a.m. So when I had asthma, I was constantly awake between 3 and 5 a.m. because my body was trying to heal itself. I also knew this. We are a product. Our physical bodies, and I am adamant about this, our physical health, is nothing more than a response to how we think and how we feel. And that's really important to understand. Our physical body absolutely responds to how we think and how we feel. So all of our diseases, all of our illnesses, all of the things that happen to us are coming from that space. So the other thing that I did is, is understanding that our body needs to repair. I knew that I could not believe in a diagnosis, my hip defects. I could not believe that I had this, this illness. If I did that every day when my body is molecularly resetting, it can't reset to a belief that is negative. If I said every day, I had asthma, I have asthma, I have asthma, well, every day my body is going to reset. Okay, you just said you have asthma. All right, we'll comply. And the molecules in my body actually realign to I have asthma. So I changed the way that I looked at my body molecularly in my mindset. And in my emotions, I had to, had to get into that belief that I don't have this hip, hip defect. The other thing I did is what I call inner alchemy work. And so what I did is I, I got into a meditative state, and I communicated with my body. And I said, okay, higher self, I want you to make a blueprint of my health and my beautiful hip that has no defect. Create this molecular blueprint, if you will that I'm going to reset to every day. And then I went to my current hip and I told my hip, okay, molecules, you need to excuse the current programming that you have to keep me in dishealth because that's not the way it's going to be. And I imagine that we put this new blueprint on my hip and that we reset every day to this new molecular blueprint. And it's, it is amazing. Three days. Three days of resetting to that blueprint knowing that I can change bone and tissue because of all we break down to, which I'll explain in our second segment um, about the quantum physics of this, we break down into nothing in our bodies but little points of light, and they can rearrange into something healthy. And then I sent love. It seems, and then I did the myofascial release. It seems so simplistic, and it is. One of the things that my guides laugh about all the time is they say, you humans are hilarious. You make everything so complex. Everything I love you do. It. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? They're like, what? You, you make everything hard. 
You make manifesting money hard. You make being healthy hard. You make um, being in love and relationship hard. You, you complicate everything. Even in religion, you make it hard. And that is so true. That is so true. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and, you I know, love I it. actually teach manifesting to people, and I, and I help them to understand that at all times, you've got these two little places in front of you. You have the potential for the positive and the potential for the negative. It's so hard to get into the negative, and this includes health. To get into the negative, we have to think bad thoughts, and we have to think the worst. We have to, you know, be in, in you know, and, and, oh, my gosh, this is awful. We have to be in anger and frustration. We have to believe that things are all bad. Yeah. And <sighs> to get into the positive... We just have to be in our now and be yes. in our joy. It's oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, Kelly, this is just so fantastic. I love this. I love this. We uh, need to pop out for a commercial, but everyone, we will be right back to hear some more from Kelly. Oh, Kelly, thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife, beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. 
Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Love of Reiki. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking about a new health care for humanity. And I am here with Kelly Schwagel, and she is sharing her life experience. She is sharing the amazing work we can all do on ourselves with with our mindset and with self-healing and as well as the emotion, there's the, the physical. So, Kelly, I'm excited to hear more about the quantum physics on the, on the end of this. With everything oh, with the emotion, how does it come together physically? Please share that with us. Yes, this stuff is so fascinating to me. And when I started yes. to learn about this, it, it, it just put together all of the healing that I did on myself, all of the you know changing bone and tissue made so much sense to me. So there's a ton. I actually give 10 hours of workshops on this stuff. So I'm going to try to abbreviate it, but know that there's a lot to learn. Um, one of the things to understand is that um, one of my roles is to bridge the gap between what we call reality and what we call mystical. And very often the type of healing that I do, holistic healing or Reiki or even, you know, healing with my hands and, and my body, can be seen as mystical. And because, again, I'm very pragmatic, I really needed to understand the reality of it. So I had to learn what is a chakra. I'm not going to take it just for face value. I need to know what that is. If I'm going to work with chakras, I need to know that. I needed to know what is inside of our body. What, what is? It? We know that fascia, and I'll explain this in a moment, is an energetic highway. Well, what is the energy? Where does it come from? How does it get there? How does it move? What is it? What does it do? I also needed to understand how is it that our body becomes ill if we're thinking or feeling bad. So let me explain first about this fascia. We are 60% made of fascia. These are microtubules. They are hollow. They are fluid-filled, and they carry our energy. They surround every bone, every muscle, every nerve, blood vessel, organ, all to the cellular level. So this is in our body. It's like an energetic highway. And, and what is needed to understand is that there are particular places in our body where we have belts of fascia or bands of fascia. Typically, the fascia looks like a bunch of spider webs is, I guess, the best way to put it. It's this beautiful, looks like fiberglass. You can think of it that way. But in particular places, there are belts and bands, and these are directly correlated to where your chakras are. So now let's think of what a chakra is considered. A chakra is considered an, an, um, an energy center. Well, physically, let's look at it. An energy center is a band of myofascial tissue that has a concentration of energy because the energy is running through it. So once I understood that, then I looked at something else. Our chakra bodies actually all have a different hertz or a vibrational level. So our root chakra or our root band of myofascial tissue that that runs from the tailbone all the way over the hip and then down through the pubic bone and, and around the other side. So this band of tissue vibrates very low, and that chakra has to do with our most basic functioning in life. So it has to do with do we feel safe or secure or stable? Can we trust? Can we be in a place where we're wanted and and supported and loved and nurtured? 
you know, and what I notice is that when in people who are struggling with any of those things, they're not receiving support, they're not nurtured, they don't have enough money, they don't have a stable home to live in, they don't have those things, they have issues in either their hips, their pelvic region, their legs, because your legs are an extension of your root chakra, your knees, your ankles, your feet. So everything that I watched had to do with the vibrational level that was there, whether the fascial tissue is blocked or unblocked. It's going to become blocked if you're having a difficulty with something like having stability in your life or a foundational piece of your life is missing like money. So I watched this direct correlation. The other thing that I looked at then, if we go up from there and we look at our our sacral chakra, which is just below the navel, that band of, of tissue that's there, it will affect how you show up in life. It's how you show up sexually, how you show up creatively, and how you show up as an authentic being. So if people are thinking they need to be a certain way and they're not showing up as the authentic soul that they are, they're going to have an issue in that area. So I watch reproductive issues, and I watch, um, you know, uh, cysts on the ovaries. I watch um, issues with the bladder. There's so much that can occur in this area. Up from there, we've got a band of fascial tissue that runs um, below our rib cage, and that's your solar plexus chakra, and that's for your empowerment, empowerment to be who you are, empowerment to move through life in a positive way. It's also all of your emotions, if you're carrying resentment and anger and fear and depression, it's all going to reside there. So I watch people with stomach issues. And I watch people struggling with, um, you know, their pancreas, their liver, their gallbladder, their spleen. Moving up from there, and I can use myself as a good example on this one, my issue was that I didn't love myself. And so my heart chakra actually has two different parts. There is a lower part, which is about self-love, and then there's a higher part, which is about healing energy. And so when I didn't love who I was, I had asthma, and if we go to the back of the heart chakra, I had fibromyalgia, which was all the pain in my upper back. I also, my arms are an extension of my chakra, and I had Kindox disease, which is where my lunate bone in my hand dies, and the bones around it die. I also had um, carpal tunnel, which is in my wrist. Um, All of these things were just a reflection of the fact that I didn't love who I was. People with heart conditions. I worked on a, a gentleman who actually had a hardened case. His pericardium hardened, and he had to have that, that chiseled away in a way because his heart was so hardened to life. And so we, we are, are responding to this fascia. If you look at your throat, you're going to find people who are struggling with their, their throat chakra who can't be a self-advocate or use their voice to hurt people or they speak horribly about themselves. They're going to have issues with their thyroid or their glands or their teeth, um, their inner ear. That's all part of that chakra. If we go up into the third eye area, which is actually your pineal gland, which I can't wait to explain to you. It's fascinating. In that area, that gland, actually, um, if you are intended to be thinking from a higher brain and you're stuck in the archaic brain in your frontal lobe that is all about worry and fear and chatter and problem solving and, and analyzing and logical sequential thinking, if you're stuck there and not in the middle part of your brain where you're open to allowing and creativity and peace and, and clairvoyance. And we all have that, by the way. If you're not open to that, you're going to end up with migraines. You're going to end up with issues with your eyesight. You're going to end up with issues with, um, with ADHD. Um, you're going to end up with issues with uh, depression. All of that happens because of that. 
So now we look at the, the quantum physics. What is the energy running through? This is really important to understand. I want you to think of your body. Your body is made of nothing but cells. Nothing. And we are made of hair cell, blood cell, tissue cell, organ cell. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all a cell. Inside of every single cell, it breaks down into the DNA. The DNA is made of four protein molecules, adenine, guanine, thymine, and cytosine, and they interlock together with some peptides, and we've got our DNA. Well, it doesn't matter which of those molecules we go into. It doesn't matter. We can go into any of them, and they're all going to break down into atoms. And what do atoms break down into? Electrons, protons, and neutrons. If we go into, and, the, and this, the, they're able to show evidence of and pictures of the inside of a proton or neutron, the electron is so elusive they can't quite get inside to see. But the proton and, and neutron, they, if they go inside, it looks like a starry night. It looks like a universe. These little points of light, when they get up on them, are actually radiating light and radiating heat. And there's so much that I, need, I can only show you. It's about the understanding the, um, the sacred geometry within them. They actually break down into our own conscious thought. So now we just have the understanding by me explaining that, that inside of our very tiniest of being, we break down into nothing but our own human conditioning, our thoughts, and our feelings. So that can tell you why I was able to change my hip. Because if I look at the fact that I'm not solid at all, I'm a bunch of little teeny tiny little points of light. And they're, they're based on, they're arranged based on my own thinking. Then I knew I could rearrange my hips. I'm going to share a quick story about a gentleman, and I wish I could remember his name, and I can't. But he shared a story about he was in a motor, motorcycle accident, and his, one of his vertebrae became displaced. It wasn't enough where he wanted to operate because, you know, it could just go drastic if you did that. And the chiropractors wouldn't touch him because they said that's like a liability waiting to happen, not touching you. So he was constantly in pain. Well, he had heard this theory that if you go into a dark room and you seal off all the light and you meditate with your eyes open, suddenly your sight will turn around and go back inside of you. And so he sat in this room and sat in this room and meditated and meditated. And all of a sudden, he was seeing these little points of light. And then he started to see them more clearly, and he realized what he was seeing was his vertebrae. And he could see the out-of-alignment in his vertebrae. And so he took his energetic hands, and he just started rearranging them, putting them back together so that they weren't displaced. He got out of that room, and never again did he ever have any pain. Now, I'm going to have to find the name of that gentleman, because I can't pop a story like that, and I'm not sure who it is. <laughs> what a story. What a story. What, what a great example. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 And, and then you, you ask again, how did I change bone and tissue? Because bone and tissue is not solid. Yes. They break down into what are called, they're called biophotons. Photon means points of light. Bio means it's in a biological being. The other thing that, that um, I really came to understand is that each of those chakra bodies that I talked about, those bands of, of fascial tissue, they also have um, part of the endocrine, a gland, the endocrine system, Every one of the chakra bodies has a gland associated with it and a nerve plexi associated with it. So now, the way you think and you feel in that energy running through those bands is going to dictate whether you have healthy glands and whether you have, um, have pain in your body. Because there's, a, 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 you know, like I said, a gland and a, and a plexi associated with each one. So it really becomes this very interesting puzzle of the human body. Yes. 
So basically, this is just a huge, huge example of our mindset and our positivity. You know, we make the direction of where those thoughts are going to go, and those thoughts are actually going to break down. Well, they're just, they're part of our very core, correct? They, They are. You know, it's yes. so funny, though, is that our society does not teach us this, which is, is just, to me, mind-boggling. But I also know that, you know, pharmaceuticals and medicine, that's big business. You don't mess yes. with big business. So I'm not making any statements there. But I am saying that, that it, for that part, I do understand. But the more that we, as a culture and as, as, a, as a society, can start to understand this, the better off we're going to be because we can heal ourselves without invasive surgeries and without pharmaceuticals. The other thing, you know, when it comes to um, understanding our history, a lot of people have asked me, they have said, you know, what about genetics? I mean, doesn't that play effect? I mean, my family has heart disease. That's just what we have. And I asked my guides about that. I said, okay, why don't you talk to this person and explain? And they just, when I ask them to channel, they just channel right through me. And then I listen in the background to the answer, completely fascinated. So I'm speaking to this client, <laughs> which is actually my guide speaking to this client. And what they explained is, is that... You have all of this genetic predisposition to have illnesses. Like in my wrist, Kindox disease, yep, that's in my genetics. I never had to have it realized. It never had to show up in my life if I loved myself, if I were in a place where I didn't feel bad about who I was, if I were in a place of self-forgiveness and acceptance. And so because of all of these genetic defects, people try to blame, well, I can't help it, I'm just going to get this. I have to tell them, no, that's absolutely no excuse at all. You don't ever have to get lupus. You don't ever have to get heart disease. You don't ever have to get cancer. Those come because of the way you feel and think about yourself. Yes. And that's such a hard pill for so many people to swallow. I had a gentleman sick as a dog come into my center. And, and he, he, you know, I kind of explained a little bit of this to him, and he looked at me incredulously, and he said, so you're trying to tell me that all my illnesses are based on what I think and I feel? I said, yes. He said, goodbye. He turned around and walked away. He, he couldn't go there. He couldn't he go. He couldn't. No. Yes. Because it's... of all this, I find it very necessary that in, a, in healthcare, when in dealing with clients, that we have to educate as much as we do in healing. I can't just do Reiki on someone. I can't just do emotional release. I have to do and counseling. I have to actually educate. Yes. Yes. And it's getting this knowledge, getting this information, getting this out there that you can love yourself. You can accept yourself. Oh, I've had some hard cases who have told me, you will never get me to love myself. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. And they do. I have case after case after case of people who have learned to forgive themselves, learned to love themselves, even after having a lifetime of depression medication, a lifetime of, of therapy, and never did any changing. Once you understand how to work with them and how to explain and educate, and of course, Here's what also helps. When I'm clairvoyant and they, they try to um, lie to themselves or lie to me, <laughs> I can call them out on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. like You're there. It. You're like, no, <laughs> I'm seeing it. I'm right there. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. That's hilarious. Oh, well, <laughs> I actually Kelly, had a woman. Go ahead. Yes. We, we are going, going to go into another commercial and we will come right back. But I am absolutely loving this. And... Yeah. 
when we come back, um, we'll discuss a little more on, you know, what what everyone out there can do to to bring a little bit about this. And when we come back, if you will also share your information of, of how people can reach you. So Absolutely. I would love that. So everyone, we will be right back. Don't go away. See you in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington... We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And I am here with Kelly, and we are just getting a huge amount of information today. I am loving this. So appreciative, Kelly. And we were just discussing a little bit about clairvoyance. And and I'd like to ask, can we open up a little more on that? Because I'm very intrigued with that, and I know our listeners are. 
what is clairvoyance and really can anyone be clairvoyant and tell us about that it's such a fascinating question i'm so glad you're asking because yes anyone can be clairvoyant you can't help but be so let me explain what clairvoyance is and i think you're gonna be a little a little surprised so we have two parts of our endocrine system that work in our brain and um, one is your pituitary gland which is just about an inch behind the bridge of the nose and another gland in your head is called your pineal gland, and that's, I would guess the best way to place it is behind the eyes in the center. Now, let me tell you about the pituitary gland first. That, that gland actually is responsible when we're young for our growth hormone and when we're pregnant for our lactating, but it also is responsible for two other chemicals, amongst others, um, one being adrenaline, the fear hormone, and cortisol, the stress hormone. So when we are in our frontal lobe and we are constantly in analytical thinking and stress and worry and fear, what happens is that we're releasing those glands, are releasing those chemicals into our body constantly, keeping us away from our clairvoyance. Now, let me explain this other gland. If you go back into the pineal gland, that gland releases melatonin so you can sleep, metatonin so you can get peaceful and meditate, serotonin, the good mood elevator, and then another chemical called dimethyltryptamine or DMT, the spirit molecule. And I'll I'll just keep that in the back of your mind for a moment. I'm going to come back to that DMT. But this gland releases all of the happy chemicals. So when you are in a place of allowing and you are in a place of calm and peace and you can quiet all the internal chatter, you're releasing chemicals from that brain, allowing you to be out of depression, allowing you to be balanced, allowing you to be happy and healthy, and allowing your wisdom to come in. And here's why the wisdom. That gland is hollow, and it's fluid-filled, and it has photoreceptors, or cones and rods, just like your eyeball does. Now, your eye sees because vibrations enter into the eye, and lower vibrations will, the photoreceptors will pick up lower vibrations seeing something like reds or yellows or oranges. And higher vibrations that come into the eye will see things like whites and pastels. So what happens is that we've got this ocular lens, vibrations enter into the eye, the photoreceptors pick up the vibrations and then project an image out this ocular lens. And that's how we see. Why do we have photoreceptors in the center of our brain? There's no ocular lens you can't see. Well, that's your clairvoyance. Energy enters through the temples. It enters through the front of the head, and it also enters through the top of the head where that little soft spot is when we were a baby. And so energy, when when you look at where all of those places where energy enters and where it meets, it meets in the pineal. So what happens are those little biophotons that I talked about earlier, they carry all of your information about you because that's where your conscious thought resides. So if I'm going to be clairvoyant and I have someone sitting in front of me, all I have to do is get into my pineal, look at them, and receive the information. I receive their biophotons. We can't contain our little points of light, our biophotons that carry our conscious thoughts at all. They're always moving into each other, which is why I can look at someone and go, oops, somebody needs to deal with mommy issues. You know, or I can look at someone and say, oh, wow, they're really going through a hard time right now. Now, all of us have this. All of us have the ability. But if we are constantly in chatter and we are constantly in worry or constantly in logical, potential thinking, which is what our schools promote, and I'm, you know, a former teacher, I understand that. We're keeping people away from their, their true intuition. Yes. When you're in your true intuition and when you open up in this way, you bring in your higher self or your higher wisdom. It allows you to operate in a completely different way. 
It also, when you're in that gland enough and you release, now this is, this I cannot find, um, quantified at all. Um, this is what my guides have explained to me, so you can take this or leave it. But what they explained is when you're in this part of your brain enough and when you're releasing the chemical dimethyltryptamine, it's not a hallucinogenic that you're releasing. They said what happens is that you actually activate a portion of your brain that can translate so there's a translator in your cerebellum that's activated that is actually going to allow you to interpret the, the vibrations entering into your third eye or your pineal gland. So vibrations carry biophotons. Biophotons carry information. The information enters into your third eye. And when you're in that place enough and out of worry and out of fear and out of chatter, you actually increase your ability to translate the information that's coming into your vibration. What do you think of that? Oh, I think that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Get rid of that chatter. Get rid of that fear. Correct? Yes. And, yes. you know, I, I, do have to, I do have to explain that, that clairvoyance is like an athletic ability. We all have the ability, but some are going to be a little further on the spectrum than others. <laughs> Mine might be a little ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, so, but everyone has it. That's what that deja vu is. That's what gut instinct is. That's what, you know, just that intuitive thought or that knowing. That's what that is. Now, Kelly, as someone is going more into that place, going, letting go of the mind chatter, going more into their clairvoyant side, you know, it can, then they can start to perceive things, and then you have a bit of insecurity. Well, is that really what I'm sensing it is, that it is? Or, you know, any suggestions on that? Absolutely. I actually teach classes on this, too, on, awesome. on understanding your clairvoyance. So, so what I explain to people is if, if thought is, um, is at one level, just a microfilament above that is receiving, so is intuition. You will know that you are in thought because you're, you're constructing a thought. When you are in your clairvoyant message, it just is there. It just appears. You don't think about it. You're not analyzing it. You're not constructing it. It just appears. And so we learn a language is what happens. And you do have to learn to trust what comes in. Very often, what, what the mistake that people make is that they try that information comes in suddenly and then they try to analyze it. Yes. Oh, I got this message, so this must mean this. And usually that interpretation is incorrect. It's about waiting long enough for the information to appear. And that's what happens. It's just present. So we learn to operate without the frontal lobe. We learn to operate in our, in our, um, our place of centeredness and peace in the pineal area. And when you're open there and you're just receiving, then you're really learning the language. And you'll learn it more and more and more the more you practice it. So I actually have psychic fun nights where I have people read objects and read pictures and read each other and, and things like that. And it's really fun because they can have a, a way of kind of playing with it without um, worrying about whether they were correct or not correct. Nobody has to see their answers. How fun. Well, take a moment, please, and share with everyone your website and how they could contact you to do a, do a session or do a workshop. It, it sounds fascinating. Yeah. Oh, my workshops are, are uh, a blast. I, I, my, my guides always call me the supreme educator, which I laugh at, but <laughs> that's what they say because I love it so much. So I give workshops on anything from manifesting to understanding relationships to um, understanding the health of your body to letting go of old emotion. There's some really powerful ones that are out there. I also teach Reiki. Um, I teach all the way up to the Reiki practitioner uh, certifications. 
Um, I also teach about the quantum uh, quantum level of our body, quantum physics, and I also train on understanding the electromagnetic field around our body. We actually have a field in our body that um, also affects our health and our and our our way of being on Earth. On top of that, I do deliver private sessions, so people contact me either distance, so through Skype or phone, or they might come in person. Um, it's all up to them. And um, those are for anything from physical health to trying to get on their journey to trying to learn clairvoyance or just to let go of mental and emotional chatter and, and dishealth and disharmony. You can find me. My email address is probably the easiest, which is Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Monarch, like the Monarch Butterfly, M-O-N-A-R-C-H-11 at gmail.com. My phone number you can also reach me at, which is 920-410-6155. Or my website, which I just got the domain name, so it should be up in about a week, is um, uh, monarchhealing.com. And do feel free to contact. I love doing um, keynote speaking and presenting. The more that people hear about this information, the better off our society is going to be. And that's really my true purpose in life, is to see this information um, reaching our humanity. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Because this this can change the world. This can change so much, getting this, this word out there. Yes. I've also developed a, a you know a, a healthcare model that um, that is very different, very unique from what we're currently doing. So, if anyone would like to hear about that as well, I, I'd certainly be willing to share this vision. And uh, because of being an educator, I also have an educational model that has been brought through from my guides, and they've been fantastic in bringing things through to really help our humanity change. Oh, I absolutely love it. I love it. And with us, we're down to just a few more minutes, Kelly. What what would you give us? What would you give the listeners um, for the one really highly beneficial health health advice or tip? You know that they could start with today from the small amount of information. I mean, this show's just an hour. I could listen two more hours, and I know that listeners as well. We're going to have to have you on again. But what would oh, you share with them today? What advice would you give them to make a step today to make a change? Yes. Yes. The first thing is to understand that, yes, you can change. You can let go. The second piece is to start to get into understanding why you developed the emotional chatter or the emotional triggers, the mental chatter, and the beliefs about yourself that you did. You are a beautiful being. I've never, and I see souls all the time, I've never seen a human soul that isn't happy, that isn't pleasant, that isn't beautiful, even those who you think are bad. And so know that about yourself, there is a space within you that you can forgive. You are a human being, you're full of human conditioning, and you came here to experience that. So let go, forgive, get in your joy, find your appreciation, and get out of your head. (laughs) And just get out of our heads. I love that. Get out of our heads. Be in the moment, yes. Yes. Yes, be in your now. Find forgiveness. Yes. And as I do know, that's harder. That's it's, it's easier said than done. But you know, once once people sit down and they really start to make a, a, a commitment to to learning to love themselves, it, it's amazing the transformations. It's a complete one eighty in people. Oh, and the door 
that that can be opened you know what can manifest when when you make that move yes oh, oh it's incredible oh. yeah I love it. I love it. And I've been blessed to have a session with you. It was absolutely fantastic. I I can't wait for another one. And I I think I have to come to a workshop because this this is amazing. You have such great information to share. And like you said, Kelly, you know, just getting it out there and and I welcome everyone listening today around the world and in the US to just embrace this and and bring that into your life because and you know what really amazes me from today's show is that our mindset you know you actually healed your hip that I mean that is like creating your own miracle I, I just love it yes. Kelly. yes and, and it wasn't that hard once we realized that you know the, how powerful of beings we actually are we're not limited at all we're just yes. told that we are Yes. Yeah, we're oh. amazing. Yes, yes. That, and that is so true. We're told we are, or we believe we are, and really we're not. What a great example yeah. that was. I just, I appreciate you being on the show so much today, and I, I really look forward to, to having you again and, and sharing more information. And if anyone has any questions for Kelly, feel free to email her or questions about this show feel free to contact me and email me and a big thank you kelly i i really have enjoyed this thank you you're so welcome and i'm just i feel very honored that you have me on oh my honor and to everyone out there listening i want to say a big thank you and thank you for being with us and a part of this show and and i look forward to everyone next week and Love, hugs, and blessings to everyone, everywhere, and to you as well, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.